Alright, starting yeah. recording. Recording started. Alright, well welcome everybody to the first official podcast slash, I guess, YouTube video of the Team Bromance Adventures, is what we're going to go with, I guess, in the convo. Um, so we're basically here with myself, I am Blade, and I am with Rob, Coco, and Sparta. And, uh, basically, we're hoping to have a fourth person, uh, Frosted Frosty Flakes, who will be joining us, but so far we have not had a word from him. Other than that, we are gonna start out now with the uh, situation is Halloween based and very themed, so we're looking into an adventure where all of these people are trying to escape from a haunted house. Each one of you is going to get a little short story going into how you ended up in the house, and then we will start up with Rob, starting with the first part of it, and we will go from there. So, Rob, basically, you were just walking the streets of Britain, you know, enjoying your Halloween, looking all beautiful in your costume that I won't quite reveal yet, because obviously we don't want to give away anything. Uh, you're walking from house to house, trick or tree, trick or tree. And you're feeling a little tired, so you think, hey, it's, it's time to go home. You get home, and right as you get home, you look at your door, and you notice that the door's open just a little bit. It seems very weird to you. You walk in, and as you walk in, you're looking around, very scared, wondering what's going on. You have your Halloween candy near your face, clenching your fists, ready to, ready to throw fists with whatever's in there. Just then, you hear a creak from behind you turn around and blackout. You got whacked in the face. So, Sparta, you are also out trick-or-treating. It's going to be a common theme for all of you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Walking through the streets, saying hey to everybody, going, oh, I love your costume, love your costume. Trick-or-treating, going from house to house, getting these big old candy bars, loving it. And you're in your costume again, won't, won't ruin anything for anybody quite yet. Uh, going through, you're walking down and you turn, you're like, hey, let's take this shortcut down this alleyway. I can get over to the, the busier streets, get those nice old big candy bars, full size. So you start walking down the, walking in that alleyway and you hear a trash can fall over. A little bit of it. And, uh, you turn around. Nothing's behind you. You see the black cat walk across, and you turn around, bam, blackout. Coco, you guessed it. You're <laughs> trick-or-treating. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is some fun starts right here. Uh, so, Coco, you're out trick-or-treating in your costume again. I'm not going to say nothing. Basically, you're walking from street to street, and this uh, this weird house on this corner just is it's attracting you for some reason you just you have this pull to it you're like oh man they've got to have the best candy holy shit so you start running to that thing at full sprint and you trip and you get back up your knees are scuffed you're like oh man pick up your candy you run to the house you open the door ding dong a person in a mask opens the door and you say trick or treat they turn like they're going to grab a bowl of candy, and they come back with a boom, blackout. So basically, you were all trick-or-treating, and somebody decided, hey, let's get these three random people. So Rob, you're going to come to 
and you're laying on this porcelain floor, very cold. Uh, it's, it's around you, you're noticing a few appliances here and there, a microwave, a refrigerator, some countertops, a stove. You're looking and it looks like there's some food that's been left out on the counters as if it's over there in the process of molding, as if it's been out for months. Uh, you look around, the sink's full of dishes. The table looks like there's actually a little bit of some markings on it, some blood maybe, a little bit of something red. And uh, as you get up, you feel a very weird sense that something's close, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Okay. Um, looking around at my surroundings, I spot the table. And I start moving closer towards it to see what the markings are. But feeling the presence around me, I hesitate and look over my shoulder. All right. Okay, so getting to the table, you get there and you feel an eerie feeling. So you do that little glance over your shoulder. Nothing there, but you do still feel, feel that. Almost as if as you turned your head... It was still behind you. It's just that in the back of your mind thing. As you look down at the table, you see a couple of symbols. Uh, one looks like a musical note. Um, let's see. It looks like a little, little bit of a bend to a flat platform and then down into a little circle. Not sure what the musical notes are. I apologize, everybody who watches this. I'm not musically inclined, <laughs> so I won't be able to tell you, Jack, about those musical notes. Uh, you also see a four, yep. and then you see a dagger carved into the table. So basically from that situation... That's all you see on the top of the table. There's a little bit of red here and there as if you can't quite tell if it's paint or if it's dried blood. Uh, other than that, there's nothing else that you can really find inside the uh, kitchen okay. at this moment. So with that, we're going to jump over to Sparta. Sparta, basically what you do is you're waking up and you are as well waking up on a very cold porcelain floor. You're looking around at your surroundings, and you notice a mirror on the wall that has a sink under it. To your right, there is a stand-up tub slash shower combo that is filled to the brim with some sort of liquid. You look in front of you, and there is a doorway that is slightly cracked ajar, and just to the right of that is a toilet. Okay, so what I do is I would search... I would, search, hey. I, would search, I would search through one, the liquid-filled tub, to see if there's anything in there, and um, also the sink. I would never go near the, the door ajar. All right. Okay, so being with the door being ajar, you said you're going to first reach into the uh, bathtub and search that? Yes, indeedy. All right. So first quick pause, everybody who is in this party. The person who just joined is my friend uh, from my childhood. This is Frosty. He is a Frosted Frosty Flakes on Mixer, but he is going to be joining us. So 
Trevor, this is Sparta, Coco, and Rob. Hello, hello. So, so what did you say his mixer name was? Frosted Frosty Flakes. Yep. So, you came in at this point. Rob has already taken his turn. Because we had to start, you are at the bottom of the uh, initiative list. I apologize. A little quick of how you got there. You were taking your son out trick-or-treating. And basically, you were taking him from house to house, and you, he was starting to get crabby, so you started going home. Uh, as you were rounding the corner getting home, uh, you saw your fiancé standing outside, and uh, your son started running to her, or to her to obviously jump into her arms. Just as you uh, see him running away and you're smiling, you feel a, a really, really sharp pain in the back of your head, and you black out. So that's where we stop for you. Uh, Mr. Rob already had his situation. We're on Sparta right now. Sparta, you are now reaching into the tub, getting that hand nice and deep in that liquid. For some reason, this liquid doesn't have the feel of water. It's almost more of like a gooey substance, and you can definitely feel it sticking to your arm. Um, as you're reaching around in the bottom, you definitely feel a few things in there. One that uh, feels awfully familiar that's not really not really as if it's a uh, body part per se, but it feels like it is some sort of bonish material. As you continue through the tub, you're feeling a few different things, and... Luckily for you, the dice was in your favor, so you didn't prick your finger on the sharp object that you feel, but you definitely feel a sharp object towards the bottom of this tub, straight towards the front near the drain. So now it's up to you, sir. Is it pick Yes. Yes, it is pick Let's pick up the sharp object, since I didn't right. myself with it. And All right. if the toilet has any water in it, I'll be throwing my arms in there. Gotta get this uh, stuff off. All right. So pulling your hand out, you see you now officially have a dagger in your hand. It itself is it's shaped as if it has the the handle, and it has for the uh, hilt of it, it's a little bit coming out and circling down, and then the other part on the other side is coming out and circling up. The dagger is then to a fine point of about, I would say, eight inches long. And uh, attached to it seems to be some sort of rope attached to the bottom of the handle. As you pull it towards the, t- uh, to, towards the toilet, you actually feel something coming out of this goo with it. And as you get to the toilet... Half of a skeleton actually comes up tied to the other end of this blade. And now you're at the toilet about to stick your hands into it. Use the blade to cut off the, the rope. <laughs> All right. Um, this dude's uh, body to me. Still go to the toilet afterwards. So. All right. So you are... You are able to successfully cut the rope, and you are able to get your hands in the toilet. You do notice as you're putting your hands in the toilet, the toilet doesn't seem to be clean. Um, yeah, you yeah. now have officially just stuck your hands in duty water. 
So you have successfully gotten most of the grime off of the blade and your hand. However, now your bl- the blade and most of your arm are covered in poop as you pull Camo. it back. Camo. <laughs> Camo. <laughs> so the only thing, uh, looking looking around the rest of the room, you don't see anything else of real importance. Uh, you do notice that the sink does have clean water in it now that you're standing up. Um, but nothing else in the room does seem to be of use. The only way out of your room is the adored or ajar door. Okay, well, if there is water in there, let's uh, wash our hands. <laughs> I should wait for the, the, the yeah, I wait for the speak first, but then um, peek out of the out of the ajar door. All right. So then, um, what's going to happen is. You're going to clean your the poop off of your hand and the remainder of the goo, uh, and you take your now cleaned arm and dagger and you walk over to the door and you peek through. What you see through that door is a kitchen. You see the appliances here and there, and you do see a figure standing next to a table. From the back, the figure looks to be somewhat bloody on the shirt. The shirt seems to be a little ripped up. Pants seem to be a little ripped up. And it seems to be as if this figure is still alive and standing there. But for that, we will now switch to Coco. So, Coco, (laughs) you wake up and you look at your surroundings. You notice a desk, a really fancy chair with a pipe next to it. Uh, next to that pipe looks like a, uh, oh, what the fuck are those things called? Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of that lighter now. Um, uh, Zippo? Yes, thank you. You see a Zippo next to it. It is a gold Zippo next to the, uh, pipe of tobacco. Uh, the rest of the room has a few bookshelves here and there, and you notice it seems like it's some sort of study. So I want to search this, uh desk all right so uh, and going to the desk you start searching the desk here and there looking opening up all the drawers looking in you see a few bits of paper nothing too important uh towards the bottom of the paper papers though you do see a sheet of music and that does look like it does look a little important. It has a song on there, but you can't quite make out the song's name as if it's been rubbed away with time. You do notice a few notes on there, uh, one of which being a note that has a little bit of a slang. It's kind of like an angle, and then it leads into the top shelf down into a little circle. Uh, another one is a little circle leading straight up. And then it's almost like an F. And then another one is, it's basically like the first one. But when it comes down, it has a line going across right under the tabletop level. So it's basically like, hmm, here, I'll just draw it for you really quick. Can you see it? Rotty. Yes, yeah, it. 
All right, that is what you are seeing on that. Those are the only real visible notes you can see. From there, you're also uh, kind of feeling around in that desk a little bit still, and you feel what seems like a button on the top edge of the uh, right top drawer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab that sheet of music. I'm going to walk over to the pipe and lighter, pick that up, and then come back and push this button. All right. So make sure that you do take the notes of what you have on you. Um, just because if you pick stuff up, I can't keep track of all the stuff that all you pick up. It's going to be a lot of stuff. <laughs> um so basically, you go over, you pick up the, the lighter and the nice little tobacco pipe, and you decide to put those in your uh, pockets on your beautiful uh, your beautiful outfit. And uh, you go back over, and you press the button. As you do, you see one of the bookshelves kind of slide open, and from behind the bookshelf, you hear, Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, come on in. Let's... Let's make it love tonight, baby. Mm. And you hear some sexy music start chiming in. And as you see it open, you see it's literally just a sex dungeon. Dildos on the wall. You see a freaking like a bunch of different sex swings in there. It does not look like a place you want to walk into alone by yourself. <laughs> well, I'm going to head out to the door because I'm going to leave that open for uh, anybody to come back. So I, if I have, if I find somebody, we can just go up in there. <laughs> if I find somebody, we can go back to the sex dungeon, guys. <laughs> All right, so you actually have two doors you can choose from. When you're looking away from the sex dungeon into the uh, corner where the walls meet, you have a door on your right-hand side and one on the left-hand side wall. I take my little happy ass to the right side door. To the right side door. All right, then you have officially moved into the next room. We will stop there with you, and I actually have to move. So... uh, Rusty, we will jump with you, sir. All right. All right. So you coming to, uh, you wake up on a very dirty, very cold cement floor. Um, Around you, you see a bunch of dusty old uh, gaming equipment, an uh, an old actual, like, Atari game console. That's sitting on a table. You have like the old ta- uh, the old gaming systems from um, arcades and everything, the stand-up ones. Uh, you have like a pool table, foosball table. It's basically you wake up in a rec room. Okay. And you notice your surroundings. There's a uh, dartboard that happens to be on specific uh, with darts on specific numbers. Other than that, everything else in the room looks old, dusty, and useless. Um, so I take it I do not recognize this place at all. Nope. 
absolutely zero recognizing of this place. You do not. The only thing you recognize mm-hmm. is the games from your childhood mm-hmm. being okay. played. You you've played pool. You played foosball. You've been at like you know an arcade, so you've played a few of these games. That's the only thing you recognize. Um. So with that, by any chance, is there like any uh, pool cues? Uh, there is, actually. There are a few pool cues, two of them, that are hanging off the wall. I'm just going to grab one just to at least have something <laughs> with me. All right, I'm sounds good. I'm not holding it threatening or anything, just, like, holding it as if I'm going to play a game. Like, I, I got, like, my hand in the center of it. All right, all right, sounds good. So, holding it non-menacingly, yep. you have officially grabbed a pool cue, and now you are standing... Fairly close to the wall, I believe it would be on the south corridor of the room. You are standing on the wall, or next to the wall, with a pool cue in your hand. Um, Across the room from you, just to the right, you do see a very slightly ajar door. And then right next to it on the way out is the uh, dartboard I was talking about that does have the darts on specific points of that board. All right. Um, I don't know, I'll just take, like, a quick mental note, just, uh, take a look at that. Like, does the dart dart seem off by any chance, or...? The darts are on specific points of the board. Um, you notice that one of them is on the triple, it's on the triple 20. The other one is on the uh, bullseye. And then the uh, third one is on uh, the double 12. Okay. All right. And Um, do you choose... What do you choose to do from here, sir? I guess just for fun, I'll grab the darts. All right. I'll just grab them, put them in my pocket, and head out. (laughs) All right. Well, grabbing the darts, uh, nothing happens particularly that you hear or see or anything of that matter, and you walk out the door. And from there, we will jump back to Mr. Rob. Rob, we are still in the kitchen, now standing, staring at a table. So taking a mental note of those symbols, how many doors are leading out from the kitchen? From the kitchen, you have three doors leading out. Uh, where you're standing on the, or at the kitchen table, it's about, I would say, just off a little bit from the middle of the room. And you are you have a door directly south of you. Uh, and just adjacent in the corner, at that same corner where that door is, there's another door down there, and then directly behind you, oh, sorry, four doors, because there's one leading to what you can obviously clearly see is a pantry. Sorry, that was the fourth door. Uh, and then there's one directly behind you that is just basically just a jar, just a little bit of jar. So firstly, I open the pantry door just to see if there's anything useful in there. All right. Walking over to the pantry, you now 
open the pantry. In there, you you see like uh, there's your different types of snacks, canned goods, things like that. But they look like they haven't been touched in months to years. Um, in there, you do notice a broom and dustpan, uh, a vacuum. And what looks like one of those little shop vacs that you can use with your hand for the stairs. Okay, so looking at those items, deciding nothing will really help at the moment, I turn back and go through the first door, which was opposite me at the table. Uh, opposite you at the table? So yeah. down? So you want to go south then? Yeah. Okay. So then heading south... You head and you open the door and you walk through it. And because we just started with yours, the only thing you did was look into a pantry. We will continue on with you for a little bit. Uh, As you open the door, you open it to a large, extravagant room. uh, And it's very familiar to you as a dining room. Uh, Long, elongated. um, It's elongated uh, table. There's some china cabinets on the uh, right side directly across from where you entered the room. Uh, To your left, on that wall directly to your left, which would be east of you, you would notice that there is a door slightly ajar. Um, Other than that, there's windows that are boarded up all on the walls directly across from you and to your right. So... I walk through the dining room, taking note of my surroundings towards the slightly ajar door to have a peek through. Uh, You do notice uh, on the dining room table there are bits and pieces of what's left over from people who have been there previously, Um, scraps and everything that are molding out. um, plates that have been thrown across the table or as if they've been almost forced across the table. Um, You do notice that on the chairs, some of them are broken, missing legs and things. Um, As you get to the door, you do notice what looks like a fairly large uh, turkey cutting knife. So, Okay. And it is sitting right at the edge of the table where the head of the table would sit. So before I get to the door, I pick up the knife, just in case. All right. Sounds good. Grabbing the knife, and now you're going to head through the door then? Yep. All right. So then we will get you out there, and from there we will jump back to Sparta. Sparta, as you're peeking through this doorway this whole time, you're watching this figure stand at the uh, at the table. You notice the figure starts moving walking away from the table, heading towards um, a different section of the kitchen, only to open a door and close it gruntingly and walked away and walked towards another door at the uh, completely opposite side of the room from where you're looking. And then from there, you notice now that the kitchen is empty. Um... Uh, me, knowing me, I would probably, I'm going to follow Big Man. Uh, where, what door did he go through? The one directly across from you. And is there any other ones there? Um, there is directly across from you and then adjacent to that in the corner, there's a door on the, uh, right hand or your west side wall. Uh, and it's directly in the corner right next to the door he went through. The door he went through is a lockable. Is it lockable? 
Um, yes, the door is lockable, but it is from the uh, yeah, it is from the kitchen side, so you would be able to lock it. Okay, I don't want him coming from behind me, so I'm gonna lock that door for now. All right. And I'm gonna take the other door. All right. So then you are taking the other door. So then we'll meet you through that, and I'll actually have to close that door. Close that door. Do do do. Locked. All right. So as you come through the door, you do end up coming into what looks like a. Um, it's almost like a a walkway or an entranceway into a stairwell. There is a stairwell going up and a stairwell going down. So the stairwell going up is on the complete west wall, which would be directly in front of you, and it's going upward. To your right, and that would be on the northern wall, is the stairwell going downward. Well, I'd rather end up on a roof than a basement any day, so I'm going to go up. All right, sounds good. So with that, we will send you up. Um, so as you as you get to the top floor um or what looks like the top floor because there's no more stairs up here you look and you see a door um as you come up the stairwell you'll come up like this and you'll turn the corner and you'll see a door directly across from you slightly ajar peek through the door all right so peeking through the door Peeking through the door, you see a large, large hallway uh, with many doors on it. This is probably where everybody else is. Um, how many doors are we talking? Um, on the right-hand side door or right-hand side wall, you do see two doors. One that is only about, I'd say, about twenty feet from you on the right side, and then one that is almost all the way to the end of the hallway. You can barely see it, uh, but it is there. Adjacent to that one at the end of the hallway, there is a secondary door, but it's on the left side. Uh, there is also another door on the left side, but it's about halfway between the first door on your right and then the last doors, and then directly on the left side, adjacent to the right side door. Closest to you is another door. We're going to take that one. I don't want to go too far in the what may be the roof. Okay, so you're going into the hallway and then taking the left or the right? The left. The left? All right. Are you, how are you entering the room? Uh, steadily. Knife steadily? Yeah. Knife in hand. All right. So dagger in hand, you get into the room. As you get into the room, as soon as you are full body in the room, the door slams behind you and locks. Oh, jeez. Uh... And we will come right back to you, Sparta, so you can okay. kind of you can kind of mold in that for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Coco, mm -hmm. you came you came through that door after seeing that sex dungeon. You're a little bit thrown off. You're 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 kind of like, oh God, um, what kind of house am I in? Um, so you get in here and you notice a massive library. Uh, so it's in an L-shaped form. So it would go like this. From what you can see, it goes directly down and then down a wall, and then it comes up and then right behind you, just to link back to that far end. Um, on the far end, directly in the L-shape, you can definitely see a door. Or, sorry, you cannot see a door. There's no door over there. 
I accidentally drew that door on accident. There was no door. Shh. Erased. The only door you see is to your left. There's a door on your left. It's in the corner. Um, basically where the L shape turns the corner, it's where that L comes out to peak. It's at that little corner right there. So it's just, from you, it would be just, um, I'd be southwest of where your position is right now. Well, since I'm in a giant-ass library, I want to take a peek around, see if I can't find anything of use or, you know, weapon of some kind or just anything in general. All right. Well, looking around your library, you see a few uh, tables drawn about here and there. Uh, on those tables are books. On the shelves in that library are books. Um, you do notice a few different things where the librarian would sit. Uh, there does seem to be a computer behind her desk. As well as that, there's also a golden book back there. So I see this golden book and computer. I'm going to walk to the desk, check out the book, and then see if I can't get on her computer and find out what the hell this house is. All right. So you get over to the computer, and uh, are you doing anything to the book, or are you just going straight for the computer? Uh, I'm going to... For now, before I go to the computer, I'm going to look at this book. Look and see what like its title is. Like, what is this book? So basically, when you look at it, it's a it's a basically just a straight golden book. There's no title on it. Uh, you can't lift it off of the desk for some reason. Um, you do open the first page, and it says, "A light will guide your way." And then, uh, basically, right next to that, when you open it, is a little slot that looks just big enough to fit a Zippo lighter in. Well, because, you know, there was a button in the previous room. I'm going to stick the lighter in the book and see what happens. All right. So just as you do that, the computer actually comes on and a word comes across. Welcome. I look to see if it's been typed to me or if it's just a little random message that says, Welcome to the computer. It is a blank screen with what looks like a typed welcome to you. I type back, Hello? Question mark? Alright, so you type in hello question mark and as it pops up, it looks like the three little dots as if an iPhone is typing to you. Because that's totally real in a, in a computer. Um, as that goes, it chimes, you hear a little ding and it pops in and it says, hello, I am Steve. How can I be of service to you? Well, I type back, hi Steve. Do you know anything about where I am? You are currently in the library. Is there anything else I can help you out with? God damn it, Steve. What, what is this house, Steve? <laughs> well, this house is officially a training ground to make sure that we can see if our test subjects are able to live through the rigorous puzzling that is taking place. God damn it, I just survived something like this last week. What the hell? <laughs> uh, Steve, what 
I got a question for you, guy. Uh, I type in, I'm like, how big is this house? How many rooms are there? Let's see. Question. <laughs> this room is three stories with a basement, a first floor, a second floor, and a hidden attic. Technically not counting as a floor. However, there are 18 total rooms inside this home, each one with its own special and particular interesting things. Steve, I type in, I'm like, Steve, do you know how to get to this hidden attic? Yes. Go to second floor and go in middle of hallway. There will be little pull-down string, pull-down attic steps. I'm like, all right. Steve, we'll talk again soon. I leave the computer. Nice uh, to I meet you. See if the lighter sticking the lighter in the book did really anything. Sticking. All right. So sticking the lighter in the book, you actually did when you did it. You hear a little click, and out from the bottom of where you're sitting is actually a uh, it's a set of pistols. Ooh, I'm gonna scoop you, up those pistols. You scoop up the pistols, and on the on the handle of both pistols, it says Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh. I scoop up the pistols, I look around, see if these came with any bullets. Right. If not, then I just, I walk over to the door. All right, well, you do notice that your guns are, and for the second straight session in a row, completely empty. God damn it. <laughs> you now walk <laughs> over to the door, and through that, are you going to walk through it? I cautiously peek All right. through the door. So peeking through the doorway, you do see what looks like a boarded-off uh, doorway at the complete end. You see a two doors, one to your left, which is fairly close to you, and one to your right, which is towards the uh, boarded-up door, but... Just a little bit back from, I'd say about 10 feet back from it towards you. Uh, standing in that hallway, you do okay. notice a figure. And this figure has ragged clothes on, red, red bits on the clothes. It looks like it's a very holy outfit. Um, and he is just standing there with a knife in his hand. I cautiously stay hidden behind the door to wait to see what this figure does. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Coco being a creeper, peeking in through the room, that will bring us back to Frosty. You, sir, are in the hallway, basically. Or did you actually go through the door at that point, right? Okay. Yeah, so you went through the door out to the, uh, out to that. So, when you get out, you see to your right, it's a dead end. There's nowhere to go that way. To your left, you see a long, winding hallway. The hallway goes all the way down, and then it bends to the end. There are zero doors on either end of that hallway. All right, well, not knowing where I am mm -hmm. or how I got here, um, I'm going to check in my pocket, see if I got anything. All right. In your pockets, you're able to pull out one Reese's candy bar. You are able to also find your cell phone, which seems to have 10% battery life. 
and your keys to your home. Okay. Um, does it look like I have signal? Uh, you do not. It is a zero signal bar area where you are standing right now. All right, then, if that's the case, I'm going to shut off my phone right away so I can try to preserve any battery power. Sounds good. Make sure to write that down. I do also have that on my end. All right. Are you going to proceed down the hallway? Um, I guess I'm going to walk down cautiously. A lot of cautiously going on in this area. <laughs> well, it's so I don't know where I am. I don't know if there's like a party or something. I don't know how I like how <laughs> got here. So I'm going to cautiously walk as if like everyone's sleeping in the house and I'm just not trying to wake up anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So you're walking down the hallway. You get to the end. You come around the bend to your left. You do see two doors, one directly to your left as you come around, and then one about five feet down from it. Adjacent to the one that's five feet down from it is another door to your right. Uh, the hallway does as well continue bending until it reaches another door at the end. Oh, man. Okay. So many choices. <laughs> Uh, do I hear anything coming from any of these doors? I just want to, like, kind of try to listen right. in real quick. So listening in, you hear that the basement slash this area in general that you're in, because it's very damp, very stony, is very quiet. Not much going. Every so often you hear what sounds like metal kind of clacking together. Um, you hear what sounds like the dripping of a faucet. And... What actually kind of sounds like a little bit of uh, water movement, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Okay. Um. I guess since this is a house, I would... Take the single door on the right-hand side. All right. So getting to that, how are you going to approach this door, and how do you want to open the door? I'm going to go slowly. Like I said, I'm trying to be as if everyone's sleeping. I'm just hoping, like, I might see somebody in the other room, but I'm just going to go quietly. I'm even going to, like, try to, if I can open up the handle with the door right next to it, just like quietly open it. Okay, so you're going to try to be as quietly as, or quiet as possible. Yeah, and take a quick All look right. at it. I'm sorry, sir. The die did not like your quiet. Um, okay. with, with a nat one, you go to open the door, <laughs> and you trip, breaking your pool stick in half as you fall onto it, knocking the door open. The door slams into the wall. You hear a loud, massive sound. By the way, now, hold on. Rob, you heard this noise. Coco, you heard this noise. And it seems like, Sparta, you heard something, but you couldn't quite put your your finger on it. It sounded like something dropped, like a book dropped off a shelf or something to you. So you are now face-planted on this stone floor 
with a door wide open behind you, a broken pool stick on the ground next to you. Which, by the way, you were lucky enough that that didn't actually injure you. You didn't stab yourself. Let's just be happy about that. So what are you doing now? Um, well, I'm going to carry both the pieces of the broken pool stick, and I'm just going to be like, uh, uh, sorry, I broke it. I swear I'll fix it or pay for a new one. Hello. <laughs> As you stand up and you spout these words, you look around at your surroundings and you notice chains hanging from the ceilings, uh, bodies hanging from those chains, a slab standing in front of you with a body being opened up, dismembered. You see the guts strand out on the table. You notice this is a slaughterhouse. As you notice this, the door slams behind you and it locks. And now we're going to move to Rob. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so after I've just walked through the door with the knife, Mm -hmm. I hear a loud noise. And it makes me jump because I'm not expecting anything else in the house. But I'm not quite sure which direction it came from. So So basically... You just kind of like jump and you're looking around? Yeah, so I stand there and try and listen out for any more noises, but that seems to be the only one I can hear. Yep, you do only hear the one noise. So based on that, I get a kind of suspicion that I'm not alone in the house. On that, I decide I need to try and find a way out, if possible. So I look around this new area that I'm in. Well, lucky for you, you look around and right above the massively boarded up door to your right is an exit sign. Okay. And as you look around the remainder of the uh, hallway that you are in, behind you, you do notice two doors, one directly at the end of the hall that's just slightly ajar, and one just to the right of it, a little bit closer to you, about five feet. Thinking this is almost too good to be true, I take a chance towards the exit sign. Alright, so you go towards the exit sign and as soon as you get there, you see that there's a note posted on that sign. And on the note it says, leaving so soon, you haven't solved the puzzle yet. And right below it, you see three symbols that look like they could be interchanged. Okay. Uh, What do the symbols show? Uh, The three symbols that you can see right now are a cat, a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, God, that's the worst fucking drawn cat I've ever done. All right, nobody gets to see my picture of the cat (laughs) I drew when we're done here because it looks horrible, as well as the jack-o'-lantern looks like an apple with a smiley face. Um, So it's going to be a cat... a jack-o'-lantern, and what looks like a ghost. So, I read the notes and think, yep, definitely too good to be true. But studying the symbols, I'm not quite sure whether, as they're interchangeable, whether I can move them around to unlock the door, or whether this will... This was just there for show. 
Below, um, below the symbols, you do notice a button. So, okay. if anything, uh, the way that you're looking, it looks like you would match the symbols how you think they would go, and then you would press the button when you think you're finalized. That's the system it looks like. So I switch the cat for the jack-o'-lantern. All right. And then push the button, see if that works. All right, so jack-o'-lantern, cat, and ghost, you press the button. You hear what sounds like a few mechanisms going off, some gears turning, and a very, very loud wail sound. Like, okay. it's a, a wailing sound, like, At that sound, I become startled, stumble, and fall backwards. And uh, look around to see what that was. All right, looking around at your surroundings, you do notice that the... Uh... The walls, everything look the same. There's nothing really changed from the room that you're in. Uh, you do notice that one of the pictures that was on the wall, what had a gentleman standing there as if he was like posing for it, is now actually gone. It's just a blank canvas. Um, apart from that, nothing else looks different. Okay, so freaked out by the fact that this painting's gentleman has now disappeared. I decide maybe I should look for another way out and turn back on myself. All right. So then uh, with that being said, you now have the three doors to go through. Uh, the three doors are the one you came through, which leads to the dining room. Yeah. Um, the one directly to your right, about 15 feet down the hallway. And then the one all the way at the end of the hallway directly from you. I go to the door all the way at the end of the hallway. All right. And as we get to that, we're going to stop there. Okay. Sparta, we're going to get to you, sir. So, being locked in the room, you're looking at your surroundings, you see a child's bed, uh, what looks like a table set up for a tea party, a few dolls here and there strewn about on the uh, tea party end of it. Um, you notice on the walls, there's some more porcelain dolls on shelves. Each one of them is just looking in your direction now, every one of them. That includes the dolls that are sitting at the tea table. Yeah, I'll do those. <laughs> <Just> oh. <laughs> I'm guessing it's time to have a tea party. Uh, sit down in the other seat with the uh, with the other doll. All right. So as you walk over to the tea the tea table, you sit down in the open chair. As you are walking, you notice every one of the heads of all the porcelain dolls following you all the way to your seat. You sit down, and as you sit, a belt buckle actually comes up and clicks around your your waist. As it does, the doll directly across from you turns its head, looks at you, and goes, Ha! Tea time! Would you like some tea? If you will join me, yes. So, 
one of the other dolls jumps off the shelf, walks over, grabs the teapot, and pours you some tea. And as they do, you notice on the bottom of the of the plate, it says, "Don't drink the tea." As that as you've noticed that the uh, doll, the one that Jason from you twists its head back straight, and then the one directly to your left twists its head and says, "One of us is lying." Can you figure out which? And so basically... Oops, sorry. Aren't you going to have some tea with me? Tea is for you, not for us. Mm. So the first one cocks its head again and it goes, If you drink the tea, we'll let you free. The other one to your right now cocks in and says, If you drink the tea, you will die. And the third one cocks in and says, if you drink the tea, the belt will unloosen. Uh, I still have this knife, right? Yes, I do. Guess, um, I'm not drinking the tea. All I'm, right. going, <laughs> I'm going to use the knife to, unbu- to, to unbuckle myself. All right. Using the knife, you now slide it into it, and as you notice yourself start to saw into that belt, you're trying to get it off. You start notice some of the dolls are no longer on the shelves. They're going. And they're on they're standing <laughs> now on the floor, looking in your direction. You're getting deeper and deeper, and you notice the light starts to flicker. And every time it flickers, the dolls get closer to you. Yes. Almost over. Um, <laughs> if I'm gonna die anyway by these dolls, <laughs> right? Um, let's take a sip of that tea. All right, you take a sip of the tea, and you hear a really loud noise, and it goes. Was it's basically all- a really loud chime. Yeah, that was, that was my wife. As soon as you said that. <laughs> no, Sparta just asked if it was you. He was like, "Is that Harley?" I was like, "Yep." He goes, "Oh." <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so basically, as soon as you drink the tea, you feel a weird feeling in your stomach, but you hear a really loud chime. The belt buckle slips off, and all of the dolls just fall. The door opens. Nice having tea with you, baby. But I'm going to hang out. All right. Walking back out into the hallway, the door closes behind you and locks. And you hear nothing but giggling coming from the other end. <laughs> but it's like multiple. It's, it's almost like every doll is now against the uh, door, giggling on the door. Yeah. And well, from there, where would you like to go? How many doors are left? I want to take uh, so after the one you came out of, there's one directly adjacent to you. Uh, if you continue looking down to your left, there are two on the same side that you walk through, and then uh, one adjacent from the one all the way at the end of the wall or hallway. And I'm not supposed to have any knowledge from what you told the other people, right? Nope. You're okay. supposed to pretend that you've never heard it. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. All right, so... Um, uh, 
But remember, to your right, you can uh, go through the door to your right and head back downstairs, too. Yes. So that is an option. That's what I'm going to do. Because now right. I'm in the attic. Oh, no, I don't think I'm in the attic. Um, I think I am not on the first floor. So let's, let's head back downstairs. All right. So heading back downstairs, we will stop with you getting to the first floor. Coco, we are on you again. Coco. What you see in the time lapse of everything that's happened, the figure at the end of the hallway walked over to the door that you see clearly spells exit above it. You look over, you see him fidgeting with some things, and he presses a button. That, you hear gears in the wall next to you, all the lights shut off, and you hear the same loud wail that was heard in the previous part of it. It was a very bad Well, Get over it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> as that's happening, you see the figure at the end of the hallway actually leaps as if feared. Uh, that figure now starts walking towards the door you're in, and you are face to crotch with this figure. Well, I deduce that uh, exit sign doors don't trust them. <laughs> Don't trust them at all. I have gun in hand, knowing full damn well this gun does not have any bullets. I open the door and point that at the person directly in front of me. All right, now this is where we actually continue and split now. So, Coco, you are now pointing your gun directly in the face of what looks like a zombie. Face makeup, everything, but it looks realistic. This looks like a real fucking zombie. Mr. Rob, you are now looking into the face of what looks like Mickey Mouse Myers. It is a <laughs> Mickey Mouse masked creature with a long onesie uniform of Mike Myers. And he now has a gun in your face. So the reactions ensue. You are both now officially able to do things. Who the hell are you? What is this house? Why am I here? Did you bring me here? Man, I will shoot you. <laughs> what the hell is Mickey Mouse holding a gun at me for? I raise the knife up and say, get that out of my face because I need to get out of here. Oh, listen here, guy. I'm not going anywhere. Alright, so now officially both of you realizing that you both can talk, you both have intelligence, and you have now officially threatened each other. You both now somewhat feel weirded out that a zombie can talk and that Mickey Mouse in a Mike Myers costume is officially talking to you with a gun in your face. This is getting a little weird for you two. I'm like, alright, 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 I will take this gun out your face if you tell me your name. Name. Okay. It's Rob. Who are you? Wait a minute. I'm Coco. I think I know you. Coco? Rob. You you do recognize each other from I'm past put life. I'm going to gun down. You better not stab me. <laughs> no, no. If that's really Coco, I won't stab you. <coughs> I put the gun down. I'm like, where the hell did you come from? Because wherever you came from, I don't want to go. I just tried that exit over there. But something really weird happened. I changed some symbols around, pushed a button, and there was a painting with a gentleman that he just vanished, and there was a loud wail, and I had to get out of there. So what I'll tell you right now, 
I've learned some shit about this house. It's like 18 rooms. There's this place has pet subjects. So so we're like mice in a mouse trap in a like a little puzzle. Okay. So I also learned don't trust exit sign doors, guys. No, no. <laughs> They're gonna lead to bad things. And if you see somebody walk into a room and it locks, don't do it either. Just walk away to another door. <laughs> Leave that, that guy to die. Get too. out of there. <laughs> somebody walk through a door and the door's like fine. Just walk away. <laughs> I've been here. I've not been in this house before, but I've been in a similar situation. So yeah, I've man. You're <laughs> Okay, so do you have any suggestions where we might be better looking next? We gotta find this hidden attic. There is some sort of hidden attic. Okay. A basement, there's a first floor, second floor, you know, and a hidden attic. Because I asked this computer back in this uh, room I just came out of a library. Its name is Steve. I feel like <laughs> some sort of like Jarvis type situation. There's no. His name was Steve. But it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> didn't kind of trust it. It was kind of stupid a little bit. Tried to fuck with me. But it says there's a hidden attic, and I want to check out the hidden attic. Okay. So let's find that. All right. So you two together now, we're going to stop with you. We're going to jump down to Frusty. You are down in this slaughter room. Oh, man. So what is your first reaction to the slaughter room? Okay, first off, I never expected something like this to ever happen to me. Uh-huh. But since it's Halloween, I'm going to go up to one of the bodies, and I'm going to see if I can get, like, a little bit of blood on my fingers, and I'm just going to taste it to see if it's, like, fake, or else if it's, like, very irony. All right, well, walking up to the figure on the slab in front of you with its chest ripped open... You dip your fingers into the salsa and decide to mm, give it a nice old lick. Um, tasting the very, very bloody blood taste, you uh, realize that this is not fake. Everything here hanging here, the blood on the floor, everything is real. Just as you put your fingers in the chest, too, you hear what sounds like a door slam from the hallway behind you and footsteps walking towards your door. Very heavy, heavy footsteps. All right. I'm going to, like, shit a little bit. Um, I'm not going to be able to because I'm, like, too clenched. So it's just a battle between my body for a split second. Um... I'm going to use uh, one of the broken uh, cue sticks, and I'm going to jam it under under the door to create a wedge. Okay. It's door busted inward, so I'm going to create a wedge there, so it might make it harder pretty much to try to lock the door myself. All right. All right, so doing that, you knock it in. Get that little wedge in there. And uh, just as you do, you do see the shadow of feet stop right in front of your door. What's your next move, sir? Um. Oh, my God. What do I see around me? Like, I see bodies, but, like... 
You do see a wall to your right that actually has what looks like, like a squared room or huh? Like a squared room? It's actually a rounded off room. Um, okay. So when you're looking at it, you can definitely see some rounded corners uh, in some of the areas, and it does dip down. The floor does dip down into a drain in the middle where you can see definitely all that blood is uh, flowing down into. Um, some of these bodies are actually fresh and dripping a uh, fair amount of blood still. Um, you do notice to the right-hand side are what looks like uh, the, the refrigerators, which uh, are at morgues that you could stick bodies in to keep them cool. Um, you also notice towards the back of the uh, shop is just a pile of body parts. Hmm. No windows or anything? <laughs> uh, absolutely no windows to get through or look out of or see anything. It is just a closed-in room with one singular light lighting up this whole area for you. And it's... Okay. Um, <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um... All right, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, the door. Uh, I guess I'm just going to try to, like, throw some bodies onto the ground. Kind of, like, throw one of the – I want to throw, like, part of the body in front of the door to kind of, like, cover the – like, throw it on top of the part of the cue stick that's hanging out. Trying to kind of weigh down that wedge? That, but also, like, hide it. Like okay. Like, hide that that's there. And then I want to run into the pile of dead bo uh, body parts and cover myself. All right. So you take you take the upper torso of a, uh, a gentleman you see fairly close to you, and you stick that shit right on that cue stick and kind of hide it. And just then you start hearing pounding on the door like somebody's trying to shoulder it open. I thought I fixed this damn door the other day. Smashing into it. And uh, as you're running now, sprinting, full sprinting through bodies, slapping you in the face. Um, hold on, i got to actually roll for this. Okay, luckily you did not get a penis in the mouth. Because you're basically getting slapped in the face with body parts as you're running to the back of the uh, room. Uh, you then dive into the pile of bodies and kind of hide yourself in there, wedging, kind of like allowing your eyes to be able to see. Definitely feeling a lot of warm liquid on your body now. Okay. And as you get in there just right then, the door smashes open. The torso that was on that slams into the wall, just kind of slightly falling apart, but not too much. Uh, the uh, the little wedge is still hidden inside that chest. Uh, in walks a seven-foot-tall uh, beast of a man. I'm talking, we're looking at, like, muscle mass-wise, think Brock Lesnar, but in a seven-foot-tall man. Uh, he's just garnished in a massive cloak full of blood, and he's holding a massive uh, butcher's knife in one hand and he's dragging a body in the other 
And he's grumbling to himself. And pushes the other body that's ripped open chest onto the floor and tosses the other body up. You actually notice the face of the body and you look over and you're like, oh my God, that's Blade. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just going to lie there quietly. All right. So if that's the case, then we will jump over to Sparta. Since Coco and Rob are now one move, you guys are now taking the middle position between Sparta and Frosty. So then, Sparta, we're jumping over to you, sir. You are now in that area. Basically, with the, the, the stairwell that you were in before, where behind you, you just came from upstairs, uh, to your left, you can go downstairs, or straight in front of you, you can go through the door and go back to the kitchen. Um, back to the kitchen is still kind of close to where the other guy was. What was the other doors there? Uh, cause big, big man still ran through the kitchen. Okay, so, well, the, the, the man you saw, the figure you saw was a fairly normal, average-sized man. It wasn't, oh, like, anybody big, yeah. You're looking, like, when you were looking at him, you were looking at, like, a fairly normal-sized man just with ratty clothes. Looked like he had blood all over it, but, okay. it, I mean, you couldn't really tell. It was the door that we locked. Okay, so now you're going into the dining room. Alrighty. Unlocking the door, opening the door. You get into the dining room, and you're seeing the table itself. Strewn about is all the different uh, dishes, food that's molding as if it hasn't been touched in uh, months. Uh, you do notice as you get to the other door across the room, you do notice a spot where a knife was. You can definitely tell because the uh, spot around it is all dusty, and the spot that's where the knife was is obviously not dusty. So then you notice there's a knife missing at that head of the table, and now you get to the door at the other end of the room, and it's up to you, sir, to is what the, to do. Is the hole in the in the table the same shape as my knife? No, no, it's not a hole in the table. It's um, it's an outline of a knife on the table, as if like somebody picked up oh, a knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just dusty around it, so you can see the outline. Okay, so I want to, and that's the door that I, I opened. That big man went through? I mean, that, the, the regular guy. Yeah, you just followed the doorway you just went through, and you went into the dining room, and now you've walked across the dining room, and you are now at the door opposite where you came in from. Okay. Um, steadily, steadily open the door. All right. So now as you open the door, as you open the door, you actually see to your left, because the door opens inward, to your left, you actually see two figures standing at the end of the hallway. Hey, what's up? Um, All right, so Sparta walks in. Coco, Rob, you both are now back into it. As you just see this, um, you see Winnie the Pooh walks through the door and says, Sup? I go, Ho-ho! Who the fuck are you? Seeing <laughs> as you guys are standing here and not killing each other, I figured uh, we could all join teams. So I there look a bit go. confused at Winnie the Pooh and think <laughs> anything is possible in this house. I've just met Mickey Mouse, 
in a Michael Myers outfit. He turned out to be Coco, so this could be someone I know too. My girlfriend calls me Winnie the Pooh. I'm actually smart as darkness. (laughs) Want to follow me when we get out of here? (laughs) A little shameless plugging. A little shameless. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I didn't realize that it's my other chocolate brother. Coco, what's up, brother? So now you all recognize each other. You know that it's you. Um, each one of you uh, has a choice now to kind of like take off your mask or respective makeup. Or you can leave it on. It's up to you. Um, you all are now standing in this hallway. Uh, Sparta's towards the, uh, a little bit more towards the exit sign at the end of the hallway that Rob officially fidgeted with earlier. And you two are still at the door that leads adjacent to the library. Okay, I want to gather some information. Upstairs, there's a, there's a, there's a place with dogs. <laughs> my stomach hurts. I don't know why. I'm just letting you know, we, we're definitely not going back upstairs to the left. We can oh, the door uh, that, that hurting in your stomach, you farted. It was gas, by the way. All Sorry. Right. So it wasn't anything that. bad. Drinking the tea was, was the way out. It was milking yeah. tea. Yeah, looking around. Okay. Can, can you guys smell Were these something? dogs moving? <laughs> uh, were, were they moving dogs? Did they say yes. some shit? Because uh, I previously experienced a room with some dolls. Not in this house, but in a previous place. The dolls were pretty fucking weird. But we got out of there before they did anything. Yeah, house. it looked like they were planning on making me a doll if I didn't drink their tea as well. So. Is there oh. any other doors upstairs? I can already say it would have been fantastic for you all to walk into that room and see a Sparta doll just sitting in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. He would not have been Winnie the Pooh at that point. They would have taken his costume off. You would have seen a Sparta doll just chilling there. So, <laughs> Well, from what I can tell you is, as you've learned, and as I told Rob, don't go towards exit doors because they're full. They lie to you. They are yeah, not really true. Done. I mean, Which sure, is we'll the... probably have to figure them out eventually, but still, don't go to them. They're false. Treat you like shit. Also, I found these guns. They have Bonnie and Clyde engraved in them. No bullets, one, ha- though, one is head. Bonnie and one is Clyde. Just so you're aware. Like a devil made pie. Kind of ammunition for yeah. these yeah. things in yeah. case. Yeah. Exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Gotta pop everybody in the face. Also, I found this music sheet earlier with some, some music on it. If anyone's got anything to reference so, this. Rob, so, you actually noticed the dagger that Sparta is holding is the dagger that was carved into the uh, kitchen table. And you also notice that one of the uh, musical notes on the sheet matches the musical note that was carved on there. Yes. Uh, so I point out to Coco and Sparta that where I came to from consciousness, there was a musical note carved into a table with also a number four and a shape of a dagger. So, so if we can find this number four, you know, maybe we'll find something to figure it out. But also, before I get completely sidetracked and forget, where I woke up, I was in this room, I pushed the button, Here it comes. and there was a sex dungeon up in there. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't search it because I didn't trust it, but we might have to go back there and see if there's anything of use up there. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go back the way I came, we can go back to that room. 
<laughs> Check it out. Now, where this knife, where this knife was, is it like somewhere I could place it? And because from what you told me about the computer, I'm guessing you told me everything. A lot of these places are um, put something down and something active. Yeah, because what I've done uh, is I've put, I had a lighter earlier, I put it in a book, and that's how I got these guns. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lighter, put it in a book. (laughs) So, basically, this is a, this is kind of a house where if you put one thing in one thing, you get another thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. so should we drop the knife and, and wherever he's seen the, you say, you seen a carving of the knife? Yeah, it was, it was a carving of a knife. Uh, with the dagger into a table. Did it look like it could fit this dagger? No. Uh, there no, were no holes it, near the table. It was literally just carved into the top of the table. Like a small indent. Well. Where should we head off first, guys? Alright, well, let's take that as a mental note. <laughs> but, um... Anywhere but the sex dungeon. Okay. And for what you told me. Hey, all I'm going to say is, you know what? The most obvious place is always the least obvious. Unless there's something involving four in there, that's the only way you'll get me in there. (laughs) (laughs) Here, 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 here. Here's what we'll do. We can always go back into this library and ask Steve shit. Yes, there's good. three floors, and then we're looking for a base. We're looking for an attic. Oh shit! And on the second actually... floor is the floor that is the floor that has the attic. The floor I was on, there was no extra steps. It was nothing but doors. Because Steve told me so where I don't it know, was, but I kind of forgot where it was. So I think we need to go back <laughs> yeah. to him and our brains on where this attic is. All right. So are you three heading towards Steve, the computer? Yes. Yep. All right, so now you three are together. So now, Frosty, we will go back to you since these three are now in the library by the computer. So we'll just call this because uh, Coco's running the show for the most part, running back to the computer. He's dealt with it. We'll just go with a big C for the three of you for right now. All right, going back to the old dungeony dungeon. All right. So basically, as you're laying in this nice old big pile of bodies, parts, um, you start hearing this big giant man start singing a song as he's brutally chopping this uh, me up on the uh, table. You just see me, and I'm just like eyes open, staring at you, but obviously you know I'm dead. And chop, one chop. There goes my leg. Oh, it's a great time to chop somebody's chop. There goes my arm. It's a great time to swing um, my knife. Chop. Quietly go past him. Uh, but is he in sight of the door? Yeah, uh, he won't. He won't actually be able to see the door. But okay. his back will be to the door. He's not looking at the pile of bodies right now. He's facing towards the. Uh, the wall that has all of those, um, all those little like fridge things on it for the bodies. Yeah. The little containment area. Oh, it's a great of, time to chop some bodies. What kind of what? Pants. Pants? Yeah. He's wearing a big black cloak full of blood. You can't really see his pants. 
You just see a big cloak as he's chopping my body. Chop it, chop my body. Any other weapons or blades out in this room? You do notice behind him is it's basically like um one of those movable rollers for um for like laundry where you hang up your shirts and you can move it around. Yeah. But it's one of those, but it's like an all an assortment of blades. You're looking at meat cleavers, uh like machetes, like it's just basically a whole assortment of toys. But he's wearing a big cloak, so I can't tell what he's wearing under it. Yeah, so you actually, you can tell that he's ripped, but you just can't tell where his body really is other than his massive shoulders and arms. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to sneak out of there. All right. So, ooh, you got lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> um, so basically, you were just able to get out of the pile of bodies without making any real noise. He did see a little head kind of just topple off of the pile. Land a little bit over. He looked, stopped, and then you just hear, "It's a great time to chop some bodies." Slash, and my head falls right off the uh, slab on the ground. And you start sneaking again. You start going behind him. Uh, as you get behind him, you're right behind his, uh, his basically his little rack of weapons, and you start seeing him turn. As if he's turning to grab a different weapon. Uh, then... I first will just double back and try to stay in his blind sight. Alright. So, see? Doubling back, you are able to stay in his blind sight perfectly. He cannot see you in the slightest. He grabs his new weapon, slings his old weapon up on on that rack, and starts going right back to just slicing parts off of me. All right. I guess I'm going to continue through. All right. Getting back to the rack, you get about halfway there. Are you going to try to grab anything off of the rack, or are you just going to continue out the door? No, I'm not going to try making any noise. All right. Getting through the doorway... You get around the door and you hear him singing. He stops for a quick second and then he keeps singing again. And now you are back out in the hallway and from there, there is a door adjacent to you, directly adjacent, or to your right, you can head down the hallway more and there is a door at the end of the hallway. When his footsteps came, were coming through, did it sound like he came through the door at the end of the hallway? He came, he came through, um, through one of the doors adjacent from where you are. Okay. So it was one of the two doors directly across on that right wall. So or the left I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through that door. So you're going to head to the one down the right? Yeah. Okay, so you're heading to the end of the hallway, heading to that one. You go through that door. Do, do, do. Thank God you're out of the slaughter room. And you get through and you slowly, gently close the door, and you notice that you're in this um, fairly open room. There's nothing really in there besides a stairwell to your right side, leading upward. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head up the stairs. All right, heading up the, the stairs. Door open inward. Uh, which one? The one that you came through? Oh, never mind. I, I'm keeping this other half. Of the queue. 
Well, the door you came in in from uh, through that hallway was actually opening. You had to open it outward towards you and then oh. walk through the hall. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're getting upstairs, and yeah. we will get you up there. And so now we will jump back over to Team Coco Sparta Rob at Steve the Computer Man. Okay, Steve, I need you to refresh my brain. Where is this? Attic again? Attic is located on second floor, middle of the hallway. It's a pull-down string that allows you to pull down the stairs. On the left or the right? Directly in the middle. Steve is a smartass. (laughs) Steve, question. Uh, Do you know of any of the rooms in this building? I know every room and most things that happen in them. Is there is there any rooms we should be weary of? Stay out of the kids' room. Those dolls are freaky. Oh, I guess, Sparta, that you dealt with that already. <laughs> is there any other kind of rooms we should not trust? There is a room down in the basement. They like to call it the meat room, where all the meat pies are created. Uh, I would stay away from that one. <laughs> Uh, that sounds, uh, pretty much, yeah, no, let's not go down there, guys. No basement. You stay away from the basement. <laughs> no basement. Fuck the basement. <laughs> Little do you know there's a, All there's right, a thing you have to do down there. Whoa, I'm just Who owns this house? Owner of the house unknown. Bullshit, Steve. Are there any other friendlies? <laughs> you have currently two friendlies in the house with you, other than the three. Two? Interesting. Is there any hostilities in this house? Multiple hostels in house. Too many to count. (laughs) Okay, Steve, where does the most danger lie? Most danger lies in basement. Very cool, so we know where we're going to avoid. You guys got any questions for Steve? So, how many exits does this house have, Steve? Exits have one. Or <laughs> exit. Restart. Ah, house has one exit. Okay. That's the one I tried earlier, guys. How many mechanisms are there in here? Because I heard a loud sound earlier. I don't know. Mechanisms, about traps, counted three. Oh, traps. That's interesting. We might have to keep an eye out in future when we're looking around the house. And do you know anything about musical symbols? Musical symbols replace for beautiful Sinatra written by owner. If played right, it will pull out the right code for exit. Do you know where we might find the number four? The number four is in a room so lewd you would not like to be in it alone. Yep. Yes, you gotta know. We know where we gotta go. Okay, okay, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Steve's got this knowledge here. And one last thing, Steve. What can I do for you, Sparta? Uh, What floor are we on? You are on the first floor. 
it means we gotta find a staircase and go up. But also, Steve, I do have one last question. Why are we here, Steve? You are here to test our different puzzles and different experiments. You are here as test subjects related to the owner of the house. Did the owner own a hospital by chance? Question does not compute. <laughs> That's robotics for I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, where do we go? Do we go to the Sex and Time Dungeon? Do we go upstairs? Well, you know what? I feel like we got to go to the Sex and Time Dungeon. Yeah. Then yeah. Get Let's get it out four. the way. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> so let's go back the way I came. They hear okay. about two survivors and their their main thought. Let's go get the sexy sexy time dungeon out of the way. We don't need other survivors for that. <laughs> no, we probably do. I just don't know where he's at. Like, <laughs> no, I know. I just I just thought that was like a funny thought. Like everybody's like, well, we could find our other friend or sex dungeon. Let's do sex dungeon, guys. Sex dungeon. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 Steve, Steve, Steve. Question, Steve. Where are yes, the Coco. other friendlies? Two friendlies located. One in stairwell next to kitchen. Second in sex dungeon. <laughs> um, before we go to the sex dungeon, let's go back towards the kitchen and pick up this other friendly and then go to the sex dungeon and see yeah. who's in there. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys are gonna go to the uh, back to the kitchen then? Yeah. Yep. Trying to find to the, the kitchen. All right. So cinematically, you guys walk through the hallway, back through the dining room, and get to the kitchen. As you're about to head to the stairwell, um, adjacent to the kitchen, Frosty, you now hear footsteps of what sounds like multiple people walking towards this doorway. You are basically standing there after your traumatic experience in the slaughter room watching me get slaughtered, uh, ripped apart as some big old man sang about slaughtering me. Um, you now are officially holding the what the one left cue, uh, broken part of your pool cue at the ready. What I are you going like to do? Pool cue at the ready? Yeah, you like the three darts that I took from the the dartboard. I'm gonna like Wolverine make in my other hand. All right. So are you gonna open the door? Or are you gonna wait? That's your choice right now. It's whether or not you want to get the preemptive or if you want to just wait. Choices so hard. In reality, I would, I would try to wait. All right. <laughs> Idea this door will even open if I try to slam through it. <laughs> All right. So waiting there, now looking like Wolverine in one hand and uh, uh, very scared, drunk in another. Um, these three now walk through the door, and as they walk through the door, you are officially met with a zombie, a Mickey Mouse, Michael Myers, and Winnie the Pooh standing in front of you. And this is where all four of you now get to collaborate with your talks. All right, human hey, guy. Up, uh, hold on, what is he? Yeah, what? 
Oh, so you all walk in there and you actually notice a Chewbacca standing in front of you with a very tight costume. I'm talking moose knuckle in the in the front. That's how tight this Chewbacca costume is. And he is holding a pool cue in his left hand and wolverining some darts in the other hand. Like, he is ready and raring to go. Yeah, at least he found some weapons. You got empty guns over here. <laughs> hey. Trevor, you now hear them talking to each other about this. I was like just ready to like try to charge through. I'm like a little, a little off right now. So, do you divulge any information you know? (laughs) I'm so my mind is just blown right now. Because we've been told by this computer named Steve, don't go to the basement. Basement's bad. Bad basement. Don't go to the kids' room because there's dolls up in there, but Sparta already went in there and uh, dealt with that. And there's a sex dungeon that we need to go to after we pick you up. And there's one more. I'm going to, like, back up a little bit to the wall a little bit just to protect my backside after the sex dungeon matches. Yeah. Because there's another one. I don't want to go there either. We need to go there. (laughs) Also, there's a that we're trying to figure out and find. But for some reason, I feel like the sex dungeon might be the key. And then, two, Steve did say there's another friendly in the sex dungeon. And the third clue is in there as well. So now, question, guys. Do we want to split up into two? No, this is we do. You see what happens? <laughs> Where two of us go to the attic and two of us go to the sex dungeon? We need to pull from me before we find just no good combination for the sex dungeon talk. <laughs> I mean, I already know where the room is. He's just trying to get out of the sex dungeon. That's what he's <laughs> Yeah. All right. But guys, for real, if you're not going to kill me, you need to let me through because there's a man downstairs chopping bodies up and we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Oh shit, yeah, come on, let's go then. No, I ain't staying yeah. around. Yeah. Well, just to, also, as a little bit of metagaming here, staying in a group of four will help the process go by so much quicker because you can yeah. all do things together. That's what I'm saying. So, if you want anything Scooby-Doo is to not do what they do in Scooby-Doo. Let's split up. (laughs) I don't know about you, but if horror movies have taught me anything, Coco and Sparta would be the first to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, immediately. All I know is I'm not going in that sex dungeon by myself in case I get knocked out again and tied up. I'm not going through that. Well, there's a friendly in there, and I know where the sex dungeon is, so let's Which is is funny, actually, because Coco, when you saw in there, there was nobody in there originally. When you when you first saw it, but also yeah, I'm gonna reference that to the guy here. When he's like, yeah, also uh, didn't know there was a person in there because when I opened the button, when I pushed the button and got the room, there was nobody in there. Okay, so we gotta make sure like they definitely did say there's three there's three mechanics in this uh, mechanized things in here. One of you you've already found one. Yeah, one of you already tripped one. Um, and he's probably hidden behind there because if he's a friendly, I'm, I'm. Hoping that means friendly alive. So, uh. So sex sex dungeon, yeah. so I mean. Yeah, I think it's a mechanism. They're, that, they're, they're probably alive. Just yeah, dildos and stuff and look like oh. stuff. Dildo pig. 
All right, so then you you all have decided to stick together and go to the sex dungeon, so we'll cinematically push you through the kitchen, the dining room, through the hallway. Um, as you guys as you guys are going through the hallway, each and every single one of you notices the door to your right, right before you walk into the library door, is just slightly ajar where it was not before. You now walk into the uh, library. Anybody want to uh, close the door or anything? Yeah, I want to close the door, and if I can, I want to put a wedge in it. <laughs> All right. You do notice the library side does lock, so you can still put the wedge in there, but it, is, it does lock from your end. Yeah, I'll do both. Okay, so... That dude's like 10 feet tall. We need all the blockage we can get. Okay, so Frusty, Frusty takes and closes the door and locks it. All four of you now start walking through the library, seeing all the massive books on the shelves, the tables strewn about. Uh, you get through a doorway, which actually, as you walk through that doorway, you all walk into a study. You notice there's just a study there's a bunch of a couple of bookshelves a desk uh there doesn't seem to be a sex dungeon that you can see uh and then as you walk through the door there is to directly to your right on the wall adjacent to you is another door i heard something fall like it was a book earlier can we check the ground see if anything fell up this bookshelf yep you look around on the ground and there is absolutely no books oh hold on one second Okay, I got to this. Quick intermission. Hello. Fire back. Is he on mute or? Yeah. Yes, I'm on mute. I have, I have people, family that just showed up without me and my knowledge of them showing up here. Hi yo. So. <laughs> Should probably give everybody a dart or a weapon as well. Matter of think yeah. about it. Yeah. Really, uh, pass out the Because <laughs> I doubt we're gonna find any uh, ammo for those. Holes. Yeah. smoke break while we wait. Alright, that should be better. Wait, when when does it switch over for me? That's weird. I'm not sure. Uh, was that about minutes ago? Did I press a button? You okay. something, Blade. I did, I must have. Holy crap. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. I'm back to normal. I took a couple of screenshots, you know, of all you sexy beasts. (laughs) 
All right, sorry about that interruption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshots galore. So now to get back to normal. All right, then. so we're getting back to where we were at. I apologize for that interruption. Um, so you get into the study. Uh, you notice, like I said, the uh, desk at the left of you in the corner. Uh, you notice a few bookshelves here and there strewn about and everything like that. There's nothing on the floor, by the way, uh, Sparta, that you can see. So basically with that being said, you guys are now in a study. There's a door to your right, and uh, that door is slightly ajar. And we need to find all the notes so we can find the code to the exit. That's what Steve said. So we already have one of the notes. Right? Yeah. Yep. You have the you have the musical sheet uh, with the note on it that that he has that Coco has, and yep. then you also have the knife, which at this point you think needs to be inserted somewhere. So yeah. I walk over to the desk and I find the button to push for the sex dungeon. All right, and all four of you in this room, as he presses the button, you see this bookshelf slide open and out of there you hear oh baby mm, oh yeah oh. and then there's some sexy music pops back in again and so basically you're all hearing this and it, it literally sounds like a porno in there like a really bad 70s porn um, I do gotta say it was quite odd that you knew exactly where to go with that part. I was in this room already. I knew exactly where the button was. <laughs> Each person now has a little bit of a suspicion about you, Coco, uh, knowing where that was, especially with it being closed. Um, in the dungeon, you all look in there. Walls full of dildos and different uh, weaponry, as they would like to call it in their profession. Um, you see a few sex swings here and there, and uh, strapped to what looks like a sex table is Blade. <laughs> yes, dear. Well, yes, dear. Are you alive again? I thought you said Blade died. Um. So, before fully entering in, I'm going to put a couple of the books in, like, the way so that the door can't, like, close easily. Yeah, I'm getting tired of this, Locking us in. All right, so wedging a couple of doors in the uh, little, what looks like the little sliding slot for the uh, bookshelf to move. You uh, all step into the dungeon, or how are we doing this here? Uh, <laughs> well, I see that it's you on the table, right? Yes, you all see it's me on the table. Well, first off, I'm going to really... I am clothed. I am clothed, by the way. What were you yes, so tired? Okay. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca. I'm, I'm just going to, like, kind of start panting. Patting my face? Yeah, try to see if Blaze is right here. Yes, yeah, so can right. we untie him now, guys, just to see if we can get him to come to and help us out? All right, so Chewbacca walks up and slaps my face a little bit. Uh, you guys start trying to uh, get my extremities out of these fuzzy handcuffs that I'm attached to. And uh, I come up 
in back into it, and I'm like, whoa, looking around. And you just see the fear in my eyes as I start realizing where I'm waking up. And it's, oh, my fucking God, get me off this goddamn table. I feel like I'm fucking good at it. Oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Oh, God, what are you guys? Wait, wait. Ooh, what is this? Quick question. Oh. What? Tighten what? up your butt cheeks and tell me if your butt hurts when you do so. <laughs> it does not, sir. No, okay. not that I can feel. Get these handcuffs, hurry. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you guys are able to get the handcuffs off of it, and right as you do, we all start kind of heading back towards the exit, and you do see a big old four written on my back. Okay. He is the key. <laughs> so, Blade, you want to tell me why you have fake dummies of you being chopped up downstairs? Wait, what? Is this on your shirt, or is this on your back? It's on my shirt. It's on my shirt. Because uh, Chewbacca said he was in the basement earlier. Somebody tried to get cut up. I was cut I off. I, I mean, I, I remember. I need the light. <laughs> he just shut <laughs> the light off on him in the basement. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been freaky if he came basement, back and there was somebody standing behind him. Yeah, if it disappears, it'd be just like that movie. Yeah, right? Um, so basically, um, I do have a room, I, I do have a memory of being downstairs in a, in a pool room. And, uh, this big guy burst through the door and chased me around the pool for a while before he actually did hit me and knock me out. But I thought that was a dream, especially waking up here. This no, is, uh, I was just down there, and some big ass Brock Lesnar motherfucker came through, and he was chopping up your body in there. I mean, do do my At body parts look exactly like you? Like I swear, <laughs> it was you right. getting chopped up. Well. <clears throat> In my opinion, I think we should get the fuck out of here because I don't like the way that this has turned out so far. Uh, I apparently was chased around by somebody and chopped up, and I woke up in a sex dungeon. Not a very good time for me right now. I'm a little fragile and panicking, and at this point, being stared at by Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, and uh, freaking Chewbacca and a zombie. Like, I'm just, I'm a little freaked out, guys. It's me, uh, dog. But, uh, oh, no, I did not. I am not dressed up. So I don't know. You're the only one we haven't found in the costume. You have the letter four on your back, and when we said that you was getting chopped up downstairs. So Make me wary of you, Blade. Make me wary of you, okay? I I apologize, gentlemen. I I, I can't give you a clear explanation. I, I I'm confused. It's under, it's understandable. I don't I don't expect you to have an explanation. Just all my spidey senses is going off about you. <laughs> all right, so let's go find that attic. All right. Um, as we're walking, somebody, um, actually, I'm gonna roll for all of you really quick. All right, so as we're walking, Sparta, you actually notice a piece of paper sticking out of my back pocket. What you got back there, buddy? Back where? Start patting around on my butt, and I feel the the note, and I hand it over to Sparta. Sparta reads it, and on the note it says, "Play the piano four times, 
and you will open the way to the exit. Second floor bound, you'll be all the way to the end of the hallway, you'll see. So we have to play the notes on the piano. So we got to go to the second floor. That's the key. Hold up. Say that last part again. All right. It was... uh, Play the play the key on the piano four times um, to the second floor. Um, you be, or yeah, to the second floor you be at the end of the uh, hallway. You'll see. Okay. And we are in the sex dungeon, which was we didn't go upstairs or anything. We just went by, so we're still on the first floor. Technically, go Sparta, you did go upstairs. Okay, yeah, I went upstairs. Yeah, but. I mean, to get back here from Steve's, we didn't go up any stairs, so we're still on the first floor. Yep, exactly. Okay, Sparta, so we have take to, us to the there. staircase. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One second. I'm just writing down that little thing, uh, the little uh, poem here. Thing. All right, so you guys are heading back through. Um, as you get to the dining room, uh, you all notice there's a few things off from the first time you came through it, uh, as if somebody has walked through that area and uh, knocked a few things off the table. Uh, you also know you also notice that the door between the dining room and the kitchen is wide open. As if it's been pretty much kicked off the hinges. Uh, so I think this big seven foot guy that uh, Chewbacca over here saw is roaming this house now. And give everybody darts. Well, everybody that doesn't have a weapon. Yeah. I've got a turkey knife. Yeah. Okay, I got this uh, uh, scimitar over here. I got these guns with no bullets, which we still need to so find you, the bullets. So we gonna have to put this big motherfucker down. We gotta put him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So getting getting into the kitchen, you guys definitely see a large just it's literally just this uh strip of blood being dragged through the kitchen, out through the door going to the stairwell, and as you keep following it, you see it's dragging it down the stairs. Something that definitely was not there before. Um, just so we're aware, in the basement, there were, in uh, the chopping room, I would call it, uh, that there were blades and other weapons down there. Mm. It looks like the choppy choppy guy isn't down there, so we should make a quick pit stop and grab some weapons. I know where the room is. If you guys are comfortable with that, then I'm happy to join you in case anything happens. I'm not so comfortable going to the basement, but at the same time, I'm not leaving anybody. So I I agree with Sparta. I'm not comfortable waking up where I was, dying where I apparently did. I'm not comfortable with this house in the slightest, but I need to stay with you guys because <laughs> I ain't living otherwise. Uh, well, apparently, we proved that. Might be where we want to go. Like I said, I don't trust you yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all, so we're all headed down the stairs then. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go. Heading, heading down the stairs in a fairly quickly manner, but staying quiet as possible, obviously, because you don't want to attract any not, attention. I am like 
tilting it down there. I know where the room is. I believe he's gone. I am running towards that room. All right. I'm going to drop, like, the cue stick at the doorway so in case the door tries to slam again on me. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. You were that loud noise we heard earlier. Yes. Yes. Probably. (laughs) All right. So then you all get down there. You're all following the sprinting frosted rusty flakes. Um, getting down to the bottom, you do see him go through a door. This whole time, you are seeing blood streak following this hallway down to this doorway. Um, you walk in through the wide open door. Frosty or Frosty drops the stick at the end of the doorway to close it. Prior to that fact, um, you walk through and you look around. You see he's definitely not in there, but you do see his. Basically, his little hooks with all of his weapons on it just kind of just sitting there. Uh, it's Like I said, it's an assortment of butcher knives, uh, cleavers, machetes, different things like that. So I'm going to grab a machete. <clears throat> all right. I am as well going to grab a machete. Is there a certain number of these weapons, each of them? or uh, There's... Three machetes, two cleavers, and a, uh, I think it's four or five butcher knives. Okay, well, I've already got a turkey knife. I'm going to take a cleaver as well, if anyone else wants to take that last machete. Yes, I do. I want another Because okay. I might have to do something with this blade later and not be able to keep it. So I want another weapon. And okay. I want you to stand in front of us, Blade. I, I don't like you having a weapon. <laughs> All right, well then, um, heading to the. Uh, I'll grab a, a cleaver, uh, but I'm gonna grab a cleaver. But I'm, if we're leaving, I'm gonna pick up that cue uh, stick again. All right. So hold on. Yeah, I'm loving that cue stick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is like the ultimate multi-tool. He's MacGyvering yeah. everything with that cue yeah, stick. All right, so fast-tracking you all back into the room to go up the stairs. You're you're now in full sprint, making a lot more noise now that you all have weapons on you and everything. You're all running a, just a hint slower due to the fact that you're carrying more on you. Um, as you round about the uh, first floor going up to the second floor, <clears throat> you all hear footsteps coming to that uh, that doorway from the kitchen. And are you going to keep going or stop to try to shut the door or keep the door shut or what's going on? Do you want to keep going upstairs or? Remember, this is also, this is also timed. Randy Savage. (laughs) Yeah, brother. (laughs) I'm going to. I don't want to confront him. It might be game over for one of us. If he doesn't know where it's at, we're at. We might want to keep moving. All right, yeah. so agreed to keep moving? Keep yeah. moving. All yeah. right, good. Because the longer you guys waited to decide that, the lower the uh, DC for my roll was, because you're basically wasting time on him getting to the doorway. So it's good choice, good choice. Yeah. <laughs> so as you guys get up to the top, uh, to the uh, second floor, and you get to the doorway, you hear a kick that sends the door from a floor below wide open. And you hear, I love to chop some bodies. I love to chop some bodies. I'm going to drag him down there and chop him up some more. And you hear thud, 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 as the body's literally being dragged down the uh, stairs to the basement. 
So now he... make with some haste, guys. <laughs> also, he's gonna know he's missing some weapons. Yeah, so basically shooting myself, I say that we get up to that second floor quick and find that attic door. Alright, so you guys are on the second floor and uh, you're right okay. in front of the door that leads into the uh, the hallway to the second door. So as you open the hallway, as you open the hallway, Sparta does recognize this hallway. Uh, he does recognize the door to the left being closed and locked, and this is the door he came from. Uh, the door to the right is slightly ajar. Just uh, about 15 feet down the hallway to the left side is another door that's slightly ajar. And then all the way down at the end of the hallway are two doors, one to the right, one to the left. Yeah, and they're both... You check each of these doors for anything possible. Do you... Aren't we looking for the attic, though? Because he said it's in the middle. We know it's not in any of these doors. Yeah, but we're also looking for the piano, too. That's ah. true. That's part of the clue. So... If you're looking, if you guys are now looking for the attic door as well, looking at the ceiling, of course, because that's where that would be, you all notice the second door in the middle, uh, the one on the left, 15 feet down from you, there is a door with a string coming from it right there. All right, so we've secured where the attic is now, so let's find this. You said there was a door ajar. Can we peek in it and see if there's going there? All the doors in here, besides the one that you went through, Sparta, are ajar. But remember, remember the uh, remember the little thing. It said, "Play the key on the piano four times." Second floor, you be at the end of the hallway. Is uh, you'll see. So, <clears throat> at the end of the hallway, let's go to the end of the hallway. Okay. Yeah, I walked to the end of the hallway. Okay, so there are two separate doors at the end of the hallway, one to the left, one to the right. If you're going to peek through them, uh, through the one to the right, you do notice there is just a bunch of plants. Uh, to the one to the left, you do notice a piano sitting in the middle of the room. Okay, so uh, I stick my head in to see. That, uh, music sheet. I want to see if I can discern how to play it. I give him the music sheet. All right. Looking down at the music sheet, you actually kind of notice a little bit of what those are uh, the the notes that are on there there are only three on there that you can actually see can you see them on there what was the third one I didn't have done <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, yeah that's uh, alright okay so those are the three notes that are on there um, with seeing those uh, those are the notes that are on the sheet you can now officially Read them. You know which notes they are, each one of them. So, yeah, it was the first note that was carved into the table I woke up next to yep. as well. And okay. so it says play the note four times. So, so I'm going to hit all three the of them note. at the same time uh, four times. Oh, are you guys going into the room? You never said that. You just, oh, you I guys, was peeking oh, into the room. Yeah, you were yeah. peeking. You were peeking in the room. That's where you saw the plants. You saw the okay. piano. So oh. you're going in the left side room. Yes, with the piano. Okay, all four of you going in the left side room. Yes. I'm gonna Coco. My, I'm gonna go to the right side room and check that room out. Okay. okay. Coco, do you want anybody to go with you, or do you want to just do it by yourself? Uh, they seem to got a handle on the the piano. I'll just do it alone. All right. No, 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 no. I'll go with you. 
Coco and Sparta go off to the right side, and that would mean Blade, Rob, and Frusty go off to the left side. So splitting off, we'll actually jump with Coco and Sparta first. Uh, as you two walk into the room, you just see a massive green room. The roof itself and the two walls to your directly in front of you and then the one off to the left side, uh, which would be the south and west – or sorry, south and east uh, walls are both made of glass as well as the ceiling. So it's definitely a green room. It's meant to get um, light in so that the plants will be able to grow and everything. Fertilizers strewn about on the floor. Um, there are potted plants everywhere. Um, you do notice a few vines that look like they've grown over and are now on the floor. And so, like, it looks a little bit like the uh, the vegetation has actually gained a, back a lot of this room. Looking around, do, is there any, like, desk or any type of thing? Nope, it's just, it's just lines and lines of uh, vegetation. Every different sorts you're seeing, everything from uh, just regular bushes and shrubs to uh, you're looking at flowers of all kinds, tulips, daisies. Um, you're looking at there's corn in there. There's a little bit of like a specific plant that looks like a flower but not quite a flower. Um, one of them looks like what would be a massively overlarged Venus flytrap. Um, and that one is surrounded by a lot of thorny vines. Well, so, if, I learned, if I learned anything from video games, whatever we're here for is right under this Venus flytrap. <laughs> so here's what we do, Sparta. We both got machetes. So we I mean... In fairness, nothing could be in this room. This could just be a room. <laughs> so let's cut up next to this Venus Fly Trap. Let's, let's, let's just do some shit in here. All right. So, so you go up to the Venus Fly Trap. You're both one on each side. What are, you, what are you planning on doing? Do you want to try to cut at it? or? Well, Venus Fly Trap eats things, right? How about, how about yep. I try <laughs> Feed it the, the machete. You try to feed it the machete? Yeah. You want to feed it your weapon? All yeah. right. So you you stick out your machete in front of its face, and it doesn't quite move, really. Uh, it's wondering, at this point, you can't really tell if it's alive or anything, but you're just pointing your machete at its face at this point. Well, if it didn't latch on, I still think it's alive. I'm going to start... Picking at the vines around it. Uh, how are you picking at the vines? Like just a nice swing motion. All right, so you are swinging at it. Yep. All right, so as soon as you swing once and you hit that vine, that creature starts screeching extremely loud. It now is whipping around its thorny vines and hits both of you. You both actually fall backwards a good five feet from where you were standing. You you both now have thorns, like thorn marks, scratches in your chest and stomach from how it hit you. This creature is screeching so loud that it's actually hurting your ears. 
Ow. Hey, Sparty, can you hear anything? I can't hear shit now. Nah, I couldn't hear shit to begin with. <laughs> I had this oversized head on, so I really couldn't hear to begin with. Yeah, I'm, I might want to, you want to, and any of these things, did I super type this at all? Because, you know, this Winnie the Pooh thing kind of has a fake round belly in the beginning. <laughs> you were a little bit protected, but it was able to cut through and get you a little bit. So you are just bleeding a little bit. However, Coco, you are bleeding a lot more because yours is just a onesie uniform, and that's not much support. As well as that, you two now hear over the screeching because it is loud Big massive thumps of coming up the steps <laughs> alright Sparta should we, should we run to the other room like we should go to the other room uh, if we didn't find anything now yes we should run <laughs> yep let's just take off this let's say nothing we just do nothing but stand in the corner and let them do their thing alright so you guys run to the other room then Yep. To meet up with them? All right. So as soon as you guys run to the other room, you, as you're basically getting into the other room, heading out the door and through the second one, Sparta, you are you in front or behind Coco? I actually should know this because one of you is going to see something and the other one's not. Oh, I'll be uh, behind first, Sparta. I would like to say before entering the room, oh, no. I um, famously... You two are already in the room. You guys are okay, already but, Okay, but before entering <laughs> so said rune, I'm going to famously draw my stick. Yeah, of course. Famously draw. All right. So. What? What's up? You okay? What happened? Babe. Hold on, gentlemen. My wife is crying profusely. Yeah. Hold on. You're playing Crash Team Racing. Oh. Yeah, that might, that might be inducing the tears. Yeah. But yeah, Frosty, how do you spell your name? Because I tried to look you up. So I could throw you a follow, bro. And it was not. Is it the oh, way you so spell that, So it's all one word? Uh, Frosted, Frosty. Okay, Frosted. The way you spell it here, right? With the. With the... F R U S T I. Yep, yeah, right there. There we go. Okay, I am following you. All right, cool. Just making sure I'm following both of you guys. <laughs> I don't know if I like this house. I can say that much. That is a fact, brother. Some freaky shit. Yeah. Sparta, we're about to get really screwed over because since Frosty over here... Likes to put pull cues into doors. We're gonna bounce off. One of us gonna trip. 
I mean, we should have known that the pool, the pool cue was going there. It's going there several times now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can vault over this. Well, been, well, Everywhere I've know. gone, there's been there's something been a, there to block yeah, for. Exactly. Like, holy <laughs> she had me panicking. Thought somebody died. Uh, she got a message from somebody who's playing Dead by Daylight, and she's not even playing it. Or whatever. Person's not on her uh, recent players list, and uh, she they basically sent her a message, I like your outfit. And then it was a second one one minute later that I said, I like your outfit, LOL. So she's a little creeped out, definitely weird. But I just said the only thing you can do is block and report people like that. There's nothing else we can really do about it, you know. Just make a comment on that report. Person yeah. was being, you know, oddly and, creepy. And be done with <laughs> Exactly, and be done with them. There ain't no no worries on that. All right, so back to me not having a panic attack. So, Sparta, you're behind Coco on this run-through? No, he said he's behind. Okay, so I'm Coco, behind you're behind. So Sparta gets, Sparta gets through the door, and Coco, as you're running in the door as well, you do see the door come directly off the hinges down the hallway, and that motherfucker is pissed. I mean, he's I can't coming in. Him, and I'm like, uh, shit. <laughs> so getting into the you. door. I told you. <laughs> getting into the door, lo and behold, Trevor was right, the door goes to slam and stops prior to it because of the stick that was in there. The door is now wedged open, and you have a very pissed <laughs> off seven-foot-tall cleaver-wielding Maniac oh, running yeah. down the hallway in your direction. <laughs> oh shit! You know what? I'm gonna make a beeline back to the Venus flytrap room and lock that bitch. Well, you can't. You are in the room with them in the left side, oh. and the door is wedging. It's basically wedging closed. It's mechanically trying to shut, but his pool cue is just in it perfectly that it can't quite shut. So all of you are in the room with the piano right now. Somebody I play running, something. I want to run this for the piano, and I wanted to hit those three keys four times. And I want to all snap right. the pool cue. You want to snap the pool cue is what you said? Uh, no, no, let, let him go first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so first off, let me give you a little bit of your surroundings now that you're all in here kind of, you know. I mean, you're all pan- – well, you know what? No, none of you are actually looking around because you're panicking because of the door that won't close and the creature impending on you. So, yeah, you don't see anything in the surroundings but the piano. Um, Frusty walks up to the piano and plays all three keys four times in the order that they are on. Nothing happens. Play the one that was on the table. Yeah, play that one. It's the one with the slanted line, goes across, and then down to a circle. Yeah, do that. The – all right, the slamming. I hit the, I hit the three notes at the same time. Yeah, yeah, okay. it didn't do anything. It, okay. um, so basically, you hear the footsteps of the pounding getting closer, closer, closer. Um, you hit the same key four times. You hear the piano click, and a, a few mechanisms actually start going. You hear a massively loud thud come from outside in the hallway, but you no longer hear the footsteps moving. Okay, so I'm gonna peek through a little crack that we have in our door to see if I can't see anything in that hallway. And also, I'll look around to see if the piano has now activated anything in the room. 
Frankly. You look around and you now finally see what's in the room. There are life-sized porcelain dolls standing at every point of the wall. You are now you you are now looking around, going, "Oh fuck, Sparta!" You are now having flashbacks to the previous room, but with life-sized versions hey, look, of these dolls. I smoked the tea. What you got? <laughs> each one of them. Each one of them is looking at one of you. Like each individual one, there are five of us and five of them. Each one is looking at one of us individually. Well, well, with my peek through the door, what do I? <laughs> what you notice, Coco, is the attic space actually is now connected down to the ground. Under it, between the actual attic stairs and the ground, is the big guy. Frusty was able to hit the keys at the exact time and knock his ass out as it dropped down. Kill him. Guys. Double tap. <laughs> Double tap. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to get out. And get up in that attic. We've got these weapons. We can try and defend ourselves if it comes to it. Um, I'd say whack them down. We got machete. Well, we got machete. So we I say drop we... a machete on his head and try to cut his head off real quick. We run. So okay. So on the count of three, <laughs> let's try and get out of this room and get him. the dolls and yeah. run upstairs and kill him. Well, I'm killing him while we're running up in the front. All right. So while you guys go to open the door, you do notice the door won't open, as if the mechanics are still trying to shut it. It won't open. It's moving against the way you pull it. So, let's kick that bitch the other way. As if it was going to close, let's just kick the shit. So, nobody's looking at the porcelain dolls, and you're all trying to kick the door. I'm, I was lucky enough to roll for myself, and you all hear me go, uh, guys, y'all turn around and the dolls are right there behind us. I swing with my cleaver. Alright. One of the dolls. <laughs> right at this point. <laughs> Alright. You swing with the cleaver, you you knock the head directly off of the porcelain doll, the doll's head falls to the ground, shatters, and the whole doll drops to the floor. So how many does that leave now of the doll? That leaves four. Four left. Okay. So so two of us try to get this door open while the other three Start slicing shit. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm with I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna start bashing up against the wall. All right. Uh, point, guys. Up against the wall. <laughs> I'll get the door. Gonna hit up against the, the door that's trying. Oh. To go down. I was gonna say you're gonna have for to make me roll for a whole in, new uh, thing uh, if it's gonna be the wall. Uh, the wall again. The sliding wall. I was gonna say if you if you went through if you went to do that you were probably most likely gonna go right through that wall into the next room. So, I mean, now, if the you next were... room wasn't that the dolls? No, then there's a room between you and the dolls. Oh, okay. The, this room would actually its doorway. If he went through the wall, this doorway would lead directly out to where uh, the attic comes down. Ooh, that's mad. How, wait, how flimsy are these walls? These walls are very flimsy. They're basically dry drywall. Just be well, careful because there are studs in between them. If you hit the wrong spot, you're running into a stud. 
let's knock on the wall real quick and see where the weakest point is. All right. Knocking on the wall, you find the weakest point. It does seem, it does seem peculiar, or peculiarly weak and almost as if it's in the shape of a door. Let's smash through this point, guys. I can't. I'm bleeding. I got thorns in me. All this shit's going Throwing on. Guys down, I'm just going to juggernaut through that section. <laughs> All right. So, Frusty gets a running start and runs into the wall, slamming right through the wall, just stumbling into the next room. You all see into the next room, and as I believe it was Rob was still attacking, and uh, I was still attacking those creatures, um, we're basically hitting them as we're backing into the hole as we all go in there. The last one falls down, shatters, and as it happens, the door releases the mechanism and opens as the last one hits the ground and shatters. Oh, look at that. All we had to do was chop them up and we could get out. Oh, well. Now, we're now, now with you guys being in this next room, you're looking around and you're seeing dressers, like tall dressers, wardrobes kind of. Uh, you're seeing like an area where it's a little bit fenced off as if somebody would go behind it to change. Uh, you're seeing mirrors all over the place, um, makeup on some of these uh, desks by the mirror. This is a vanity room, basically a place where people would go do their makeup and everything. Um, you do notice that there is something in one of the mirrors, though. Rob, you actually notice it as a very familiar face that was in a painting earlier in a hallway. Oh, guys, that's the gentleman from the painting near the exit that disappeared. That's some freaky thing. I don't know how it happened. When I uh, messed with the symbols, pushed the button, he disappeared. I don't know what's going on. I scream, oh. hey, 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 guy. To see if he uh, turns around or see if anything happens when I say that. <laughs> oh, well. So the person or the, uh, the the figure turns around, actually was looking away from you, and uh, looks at you and goes, Hello! It's nice to see some familiar faces for once. Oh, you this fucking guy! Uh, Hello, my name is Lord Stephen Reginald Caldwell III, and welcome to my estate. I hope you've been having a wonderful time here. This is one of my very favorite places to be, actually. You ever play Borderlands, Reginald? I actually (laughs) have not, sir. What is this Borderlands you speak of? Oh, God, I hate you guys. Oh, hello there, Coco. It's nice to see you again. Last time we were in a nice dark dungeon before you put my face full of lead. It was a I very mean thing to do. You had the gun and you'd let him take it. You were by association a murderer. Hey. Don't worry, it gets easier as you do it more. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is the, the the guy who was leading the charge for the uh, hospital I was in last time. So you're a repeat offender, huh, Frank Coco? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just keep getting kidnapped and locked in some weird-ass buildings, and I'm starting to learn these buildings at these points. 
at this point, he's like, I'm just never leaving my house anymore. Fuck that. <laughs> Don't worry, Coco. I'll find you in your house, too. <laughs> so, seeing as you released me from my beautiful painting, is there anything I can help you out with? Uh, Big Dad. Uh, well, first of all, I need bullets for my guns, man. I haven't found anything for these damn things. Oh, you mean Bonnie and Clyde? Ah, those were a great, great family heirloom given down to me by my grandfather and his grandfather before him. It was nice. They are beautiful guns, but they don't fire anymore. I apologize. The firing mechanism has been taken out of it. You... <laughs> You're basically just walking around with two uh, paperweights. It's a beautiful sign, though. At least you love the craftsmanship. No, I don't love your craftsmanship guy. <laughs> All right. No need for snide there, gentlemen. <laughs> so, I have a question. Yes, how can I help you, sir? The musical note, we've played that four times. We found the number four on the back of Blade's shirt. And Sparta has a dagger, which were all carved into a table I woke up near. Does that have anything to do with opening the exit and the symbols on there? I don't know who you're talking about, this blade guy, uh, but what I see here is four gentlemen and uh, one of my fun creatures. Told you. You all turn around, you notice that I no longer have a jaw, I'm dripping this weird black ooze from my body, and I am I very it. dismembered. It like the damn cat from last time. <laughs> Coco remembers it. Since <laughs> the beginning, you have to <laughs> However, it looks like you found my dagger. If you can just get upstairs into the attic, that will lead you to your freedom. Now it's just whether you can get past the groundskeeper and, uh, well, my little friend here. Well, the groundskeeper's knocked out, guys. He's pretty unconscious out there. Oh, you killed Alan? You bastards. (laughs) Alan was a great man. Wanted to be a singer one day. Never got the chance. If he he would have stopped chopping bodies and worried more about singing... Now, guys, all we have to do yeah, is but he not attack kill us too. this creature. If we attack, this thing's going to kill us. Don't attack it. Be as friendly as possible. Don't do what Dingus did last time and pop this guy full of lead, and you should be fine. Okay. He's been nothing but friendly to us from now. The, the creature that once was me is now, like, eyeballing all of you as you slowly walk around him to get to the door behind him. We freed yeah. you from the sex dungeon, bro. <laughs> we freed you from the sex dungeon. <laughs> we could have left you there, you bastard. <laughs> so, keeping an eye on Blade, we walk to the door in hopes to get to the attic. Actually, I asked this guy, what's up with the black ooze? The black ooze? Oh, that was my own experiment. It's a very nice little concoction I created. So what it does is it basically it enters your system through any kind of orifice, and it eventually just changes your whole molecular structure, creating these wonderful creatures you see before you. No, see, they see, are there's beautiful. They're, 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 that's a cool creature, sure. Nice as shit. But last time I had to deal with a horde of these things, and they weren't very nice. Well, some of the experiments were a little aggressive, we'll just have to say. A little aggressive. 
And see, this time you didn't even get put pumped full of gun bullets. You didn't get killed this time. Well, I don't know what you mean by this time, but this is actually, I remember you, but this is actually the first time we've spoken face-to-face, sir. Oh, yeah, last time we had, like, a hologram or a robot or a dummy. It was just nice. We spoke over the phone, sir. Oh, yeah, I called you for advice. (laughs) It was good advice. I lived, so... Yeah. Well then, you should probably stop not heeding my advice and head your way to the attic to live. Let's go I don't know about life. you, but I have not steered you wrong yet, have I? No. <clears throat> Let's go. Yeah, all right. To the attic so door. You all walk out the door, and right there is the attic door. Under the attic door that leads to the stairs to the attic is the groundskeeper, Alan, crushed under it. He is, uh, you do notice that it was enough of a force to actually push into his chest and cave it in. So he's definitely not getting back up. My condolences, brother. <laughs> I whispered as far down, I'm like, yeah, he's definitely dead. Let's, let's just not tell Steve, and I don't trust the fact that he'd be happy about this, so uh, let's just keep going. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we make our way up to the attic. All right, so getting up to the attic, you guys basically, you get up there and you notice, um, actually, let's switch over to my attic view here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, so coming up, you uh, look around and directly across from you, you see a large glass door. Um, The whole attic itself is basically a glass bubble, and you can definitely tell that it's raining, so outside of here is freedom. You notice, all of you notice, in front of that door is a box. It is a box that comes directly up from the ground, and it has a little tiny slit in it, as if a certain dagger might fit in there. See, I knew going in the tub would be worth it, man. Yeah, that was a good choice right from the beginning, because yeah. you definitely would have... <laughs> Definitely would have had to go back down to the tub to yeah, find exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Put the dagger in there. See if it fits. All right. Yep. So sliding the dagger in there, you hear the final mechanism start clicking. Click, 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 click. And then it goes down through it, and you see the doors, the big glass doors open up, and you can hear the rain pitter-pattering on the uh, patio just outside of that doorway. You can feel the breeze come in, smell that musty, rainy air, and you're just so psyched for freedom right now. You hear a really, 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 really loud screech, and it sounds like multiple of them, and you now see the creature blade coming out the door and heading towards the stairs to the attic. Uh, guys, we should uh, run. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's about that time. Yep. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to All right. All right, so choosing to go outside, you all get out there. You notice on the patio is a – it's basically a wire going from the patio down to a tree that leads to a yard where you can get out. Basically, now is your choice of how you specifically want to try to attempt to go down. If you choose wrong, there's still a possibility of death. Go down what? 
you are basically going to try to zip line down on this wire that's connected from the house to a tree in the backyard. I'll look around the patio to see if there's anything we can use as a handle for the zip line. All right. So looking around on the patio door uh, or on the floor, I mean, you look around and you do see um, a basket full of clothes. As you see the basket full of clothes, you actually hear that screeching getting louder, and Blade is now up in the attic, dripping this black ooze out of his non-existent bottom jaw. Let's grab one of these shirts and throw it up on there. See what happens. Yeah, one after the other. All right. So the first one goes. Who's going to be the first one? I'll be second. I'll go first. All right. So Frosty gets on there, goes first. Uh, Blade's getting a little closer. Sparta jumps on there, gets starts going down. Blade gets a little closer. Robin, Coco, who is going next? I'll go next. All okay. right. Coco, sending Rob to his doom, jumps on that. and Co- Rob, you are now face-to-face with the version of me that is all gooey. Okay. Superhero with- Knowing that you aren't you anymore, I quickly slam the turkey knife into your head, grab the shirt to try and get out of there on the zip line. All right. As you pull back with the turkey knife and jab it into my head, you see me collapse. And as you see me collapse, that reveals at least 40 more of these creatures that just entered the attic. You grab your shirt whip it over that wire and jump off just as the last one's reaching for you and they start falling off of the patio coming after you. They're now falling to the ground and just dying, hitting the ground and exploding open like a freaking body hitting a cement uh, ground from like the Empire State Building height. You're just flattened, flattening out. You now get there, you get to the tree, all four of you are there, and excited to be out of there, you run out, and as you all run out, and behind you, you close that little gate, and on the gate, which this is more of like a uh, foreshadowing moment, none of you would actually see this, but on the gate, it closes and says, until next time, and it fades out. All of you have escaped, nobody died it was a fantastic session. I got mutilated, but that was meant to happen, so there's nothing you guys could have done about it. I told you. Okay. That's a fake one. I was like, something about the big ropey ropey to the city, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad, that, glad that you all survived that because uh, there yeah. were actually a couple of moments where, I mean, alone, Sparta right there could have died. He, yeah. If you didn't drink that, you like I said earlier, you guys would have literally came up to that room and there would have been a Sparta doll sitting at the freaking table. So, I, I mean... Off. Once they came off, I was like... I thought it was going to be like a one fell swoop thing. Yeah. It was like me, like, scissoring at him. I was like, nah. Just, <laughs> He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to drink this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. A die, a die. Exactly. At this same point... Like, <laughs> well, and I mean, it's the same thing too with like uh, Frosty. Obviously, I mean, he was seconds away from death. <laughs> like he was in the wrong room, the wrong time. Which was funny, actually, that you um, that you chose to go right instead of left. Because if you would have chosen to go left, 
you would have ended up meeting him face to face as he was dragging my dead body back to that room. So it would have been a whole different scenario if you had gone left. Like that's that's one of the most fun parts about this whole thing is just yeah. you guys choose to go left. It's a different story than going right. Yeah. So it's like. I'm so excited. I'm glad that this one went really well. Um, I hope all of you had fun. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, because this is going to become more of a regular thing. Um, I'm going to be trying to do this at least once every week or two weeks, depending on how we can do this. Uh, it might actually have to be twice a week because of the different time zones and the people who won't be able to make it to one would be able to make it to another. Um if you're able to make it to both, by all good means, that'd be awesome. As you as you all heard from Coco, every time you come back into this, you will have the memories of the previous time. So every time you will and know about them. I'm last the only one. one who made it to this one out of Dingus and Panda. <laughs> yep, Dingus I and Panda won't know. Happened. Yep, they won't okay. know what happened to this one, but they will remember what happened in the last one. And all of you, if you end up in another one, will definitely have these memories of this whole thing. So by all means, if we start doing this more and you all start ha or taking more place, feel free to keep a notebook because every bit of the notes you take throughout the whole thing counts and goes over. So you can keep using those notes. You never know. There's possibilities where sometimes some of the puzzles might overlap. One that you previously have solved before and you go, oh, hey, I remember this one. And you solve it super quick, and people start thinking, oh, God, is this fucker the one who put us here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Kind of like that whole Coco thing. <laughs> yeah. Opening up the sex dungeon, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, Coco. How'd you know exactly where that was? Right. <laughs> yep. I spawned here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, um, I'm going to send pictures to all of you, um, my notes that I had, okay. um, plus all the maps and everything, so you guys can kind of look over it, see where you were. Um, so I am going to... me and Rob ever in danger? You and Rob? You and Rob actually had the most easy route the whole way. <laughs> there was absolutely zero danger in the library, the study, anything. The most danger you guys were actually in was when Rob was actually following you and you both went into the sex dungeon. That was the most danger. Luckily, you guys were smart enough to put the books there because I can guarantee you if you went to put the books there, that would have triggered a pressure plate that would have actually shut the door and kept you guys in there. But because you kept the, uh, you kept the books there, when you stepped on the pressure plate, it registered as the shelf was where it was supposed to be. Yeah. So it didn't activate the, the uh, That's not happening again, bro. Yeah, well, that's going to be a reoccurring thing in every one of these. That's what I'm saying. Like, the memories, they do oh, trigger. No, the so next time I go in the sex dungeon, I forget to put a book there. Ooh. <laughs> 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 be locked in there for good and not be able to get out. Well, the nice yeah. thing, too, is uh, we're supposed to be doing another one of these tomorrow at about 8. So if anybody's able to make it there for that one, that'd be awesome. But it's the same house. Same house, same map, everything. So they're just going to get their version of it. Um, Alan is not going to be there, the groundskeeper. He will be replaced by something else since you four were so kind as to crush his uh, freaking chest <laughs> through his body. Um, see, it's the same Tell thing. You, like, you had it coming. Yeah, I, I knew fighting <laughs> wasn't the way. He I was just too angry. 
Well, <laughs> it was actually the the thing that set it off too is like he would have heard you guys when you opened up the attic, and then that would have been him chasing you rather than those creatures. But since you actually uh, Coco and Sparta went over to that greenhouse and they chopped that thing and actually pulled him oh. there via like a distraction. He was more worried about his plan than he was you guys. He didn't know it was you until he met eyes with Coco. And then when you guys got in the room and knocked down that attic stairwell and crushed him, oh, that's it, yeah. yeah. So and everything he did was just like a really shit nice lost. guy. He's just yeah. doing his job and everything. He's like, oh no, my plants! I got to tend to them. I'm a yeah. hurry. <laughs> little little did you know? I would have never went into that other room. <clears throat> Yeah, if you and if you and Sparta would have never went into that other room, you would have knocked down the stairwell to the attic. It would have warned him that you were there. He would have progressed to the second floor. And if you guys would have taken the same route you did this time, and you would have actually like instead of killing the porcelain dolls and exiting through that door, and you would have went through the wall like you did, you would have been stuck talking to Steve, and then he would have gotten to the second floor, and he would have literally had his free reigns to keep you in any room he wanted while he was trying to search for you. So that would have extended us probably another 20, 30 minutes of you guys sneaking, trying to get into the attic. So, hey, so Mia Spartan made a smart decision, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though it hurts you guys, yeah. and it wasn't really supposed to even happen or it wasn't planned, you guys actually lucked out and get, got the best possible scenario for the end. There we go, man. That's rank. And that right there is incredible. Um, also, where that is, uh, that is going to be end of Team Bromance Adventures Episode <laughs> 1, Part 1. Uh, part 2 will be tomorrow, Monday, and uh, hopefully I should be able to upload these to YouTube and to the podcast no later than this coming weekend. Um, so that's where I'm going to end the recording. Do, 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 do.